0: hey guys abel here i am here with thomas Compidel. we are in our room at dust gym vienna we had an awesome time here for the past three years just a lot of training filming and hopefully by the time you're seeing this you will also have seen some of the training footages and some cool stuff we recorded here but now we're going to talk a little bit about bulking and body fat percentages this is something i hammered home on my channel quite a bit but we both have some positive and some negative experiences on this topic so hopefully we can provide some cool insights for you guys. So, um, my first question to you, Thomas is just how long have you been training roughly? And when was the first time that you decided that you're going to get lean and how was your first experience trying something like that?
1: So actually getting lean was my first training goal. My big first training goal was just to get rid of my excess fat. I was a in my late teens it was really fairly chubby it was like classical nerd type of skinny fat look couldn't do one push-up couldn't do one pull-up really weak then i farted i basically perma cut it for one or two years by doing cardio and high intensity interval training like some push-ups and some burpees and shit like that and then i was in a sort of an in-between phase because i wanted to gain like i was impressed by guys with big arms and wanted to gain a little bit of more okay Like I want to gain a little bit of muscle mass. Like I want to get a little bit bigger in that sense. And from I think 2012 to 2014, I would say or 15, I was just really afraid like to get fat again and just ate way too little, messed around with training, like always like just ate a bit and then just tried to get leaner again somehow. But there was like no muscle mass to show for it. And then in 2014 or 15, I really decided to commit to okay just okay let's just let go and eat and train as hard as I can and see what happens and that's basically the year or the two years where I gained most of my muscle mass that's also uh, when I got some coaching uh, and focused really on getting stronger and basically I focused more on performance and not just micromanaging my nutrition.
0: I would say that for me I got into like actual structured resistance training in the summer of 2013. And I would say that from that period up until the summer of maybe 2015 was me, was spent trying to get six-pack lean, basically. I've never seen even a hint of my abs before. I started to think that that is an unattainable goal. Like, I will need to have some sort of magic happen for that to actually happen. Because some of my friends were telling me about seeing their abs, like, when they got into training at some random point. They quickly got to the point where they saw their abs. For me, it never happened. So for me, this was this magical thing, this mirage almost that I was chasing. And eventually through a lot of trial and error, I managed to do it. And then as far as how gaining phases went after that, basically I would say that up until maybe two years ago, My gaining phases were just very short attempts at trying to gain muscle whenever I got sufficiently lean, or at least I thought that that was lean enough to actually start gaining. But then I got into some sort of an overeating, sort of binge eating period, and then I just ballooned up to a much higher body fat percentage really, really quickly, kind of forcing me to start cutting once again. I think by far my biggest mistake was just cutting too much. I mean, honestly, this was uh, this was a mistake that I was still battling with, like up until like last year. This was one thing that was just so hard for me to let go of, uh, because once I actually actually figured out what it takes to actually get lean then it was um, always the most convenient short-term goal for me to chase i think Mm -hmm. um i think because at some point i realized that building muscle is just a lot harder than getting lean and that's you know the biggest improvement in your physique in the short term is going to come from revealing the muscle mass that you have so it was just really hard for me not to always have that in the forefront of my mind and for one i think that made me develop like just an unhealthy relationship with fitness on the whole like for me fitness and becoming a better version of yourself physically just became kind of synonymous with starvation and restriction all the time so that was one downside but the other one is just i prevented myself from making the best gains in the beginning of my training journey that i could have i basically only started making my newbie gains like maybe two years ago when I was
1: already in this whole fitness game for like four years. Yeah, very similar for me. So I got lean like in 2010, like, and then actually I started somewhat lifting in 2012, but then I started like really following structured and good programs and making gains and eating more in 2000. 15, 14, something like that. And that's where I make the most the most gains. And before that, I was always afraid of getting fat again and always had that, that cut mentality in my mind as well. So I, I said I was following Scooby. He was always saying like, eat super clean, like just don't get fat, you know, it's all just be lean. But Obviously, of course, if you have a lot of muscle mass and you really just want to stay lean and maintain that, then yeah, of course. But if you're young and you're uh, active and you have a lot of potential, then yeah, you definitely need to eat a lot of food if you really are working hard in the gym. And, um, so yeah, like I found out that I could eat basically almost twice as much as I was eating. And then I started gaining some muscle and it's not that I got super fat. I got a bit more fat, but it was just, yeah, it was, I had to let go a little bit of that, uh, of that holding on. Right. Just accept that. Yeah. There's some fat but you got to eat like th- that's what I said like also it ties to listening to your body, right? If you just depleted constantly cutting, nothing's progressing, but you still want think you need to cut then No, it's like a, your mindset is just wrong. It's just too strict.
0: So maybe let's talk first about how the ideal like fitness year should look like in terms of what should take the majority of time. So. Obviously, it's said a lot that maybe you should spend a lot more time gaining than cutting uh, simply because you need time to build muscle. It just takes a lot of time. And especially if you're not genetically very gifted and you're past the point when you're making the initial bursts of muscle gains, then really the most amount of muscle you're going to gain when you're in a surplus. And you can still eke out some gains when you're in a deficit, but it's just an inefficient way of doing it. But... Actually, we just talked about this the other day. That the best way to structure your year, perhaps, is to spend most of it not being too meticulous about your nutrition. Try to find a strategy where you can put it on automatic, and you can eat with the minimal, like the least amount of micromanagement that you can get away with. And not just eat in a surplus, but also try to ease up those super structured habits that sometimes you need to adopt mm. when you're cutting. And then try to not only the deficit periods, but also these like really really structured periods should be only a minority of your. Um, year basically would you would you agree with that mm-hmm.
1: yeah definitely if, if your goal is to gain muscle then you should have at least like a couple of times more gaining time like three four five times as much gaining as cutting time probably um, even more maybe and the thing is also this like let's say you're someone who is fairly content with the amount of muscle mass that he or she has I know a couple of guys who do then it might be okay, like, okay, you still want to gain muscle, but you're very conservative with it, right? You you, you maybe have more cutting periods in there, or you, you're you not as prone to, or you, you're not overeating as much, like you're, you're trying to keep it conservative, right? You might leave some gains on the table, but you're always staying lean and everything. So it depends on that kind of thing too, like if you're absolutely not happy with the amount of muscle mass that you have, then and you still have a lot of potential probably, then it might make sense to really go towards the other side and make sure that you actually are eating enough and not constantly are on the edge of just on a deficit again,
0: right? Yeah. I just wanted to say, I just wanted to say that, um, we talked about the other day that there's a lot of debate over how really necessary is bulking. Like some people refute the whole idea that surplus periods are somewhat overrated because energy balance is not driving muscle mass as much as we once thought. And you can't force feed the gains. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of truth to that definitely, but at the same time, I think we both found that there are just gains that you make in a surplus that you just can't really make without eating a lot of food if anything you're just gaining a lot more strength when you're heavier like you get a bit chubbier your joints feel better you can just push more weights and then when you're cutting you're still holding on to a lot of those gains or a lot of those strength gains and maybe you could make that with a super super lean gaining period but it just takes a lot more time and the whole process just doesn't seem as as efficient
1: if you're not as strict with your nutrition when when you're bulking you also have more mental energy to put in your training, if any, right? So, um, if anything else, just easing up on the nutrition. Just make sure you're eating healthy and eating enough, and then just, as I said, like rather eat more than less, so that you're rather most of the time you're in a surplus and not trying to micromanage. Because if you have very active days, you might go in a deficit again. So, if you are depends on the goal again. Like if you want to gain maximum amount of muscle and strength, then As we talked about, many of the guys who are the most muscular naturally, at some point in their life, they were really, really, really overweight, like really fat, but also probably really strong. Like they looked like strong men or something. And we also know that sumo wrestlers have some of the highest fat mass contents in the world. And yeah, the thing is, obviously, it's easier to lose fat than gain muscle. That's an argument. Yeah. yeah, Right?
0: Yeah, exactly. We were just talking about this. Earlier on, the problem was that guys were just way too assertive with bulking phases. They would just go into a surplus and they would eat everything in sight. And now these guys know better and they look back at those times with some regret or at least kind of blushingly reflect on these periods. Like, yeah, that was maybe not the smartest strategy to do, but at the same time, that's when they made their best gains. And now we sort of have the opposite problem. Like people are not going for the dreamer bulk anymore. But they are just super, super fat phobic. They are not willing to gain at all. And if they overeat for a few days, or maybe they have a period when they are less disciplined, maybe they gain for a month, more than they wanted to and then they freak out and they go back into a cutting phase again and you know like one or two months like this add up really fast like before you know it half a year gone by and then another half a year maybe then uh all of a sudden you actually want to do a more dedicated cutting phase to get a bit leaner then there goes another two or three months and you can easily waste years this way. I mean, that's what I did. I never I never went into this with the intention of, okay, I'm going to permacut. Like, that's going to be my lifestyle. I always knew mm-hmm. pretty much ever since I discovered the more evidence-based crowd and some of the bodybuilders like Lane Norton, even though I wasn't a bodybuilder, I understood that I need to spend a lot of time gaining if I want to build the most muscle. So I had the right intentions, but I just screwed around too much. And yeah, and all of a sudden, I just wasted a lot of years as I look back. So I think it's really easy to fall into that trap. Did you have initially some romantic fantasies about how the ideal fitness year should look like because for a long time i've been kind of almost paralyzed by a lot of these messaging that, okay, you should get down to like 8% body fat and then your insulin sensitivity and all of these things are best. And then you should slowly bulk up over the course of maybe six to eight months, all the way up to maybe 15% body fat. Then you spend maybe two months cutting, get down to like eight to 10% body fat. And that that is how it should go. And then if you start at like 12% body fat, then you're kind of screwed already because that's, already a suboptimal point in terms of like insulin sensitivity and inflammation and all these things. To me, it was so paralyzing for a long time that honestly, I could have probably spent a lot more time gaining, but this fear that I'm just screwing myself over if I'm doing that actually just stopped me and I always ended up cutting again. Did you have any of that?
1: Yeah, I had a lot of overthinking in that regard as well. So for me, I was just afraid to get fat again, like not necessarily optimizing my range of like better insulin sensitivity, better testosterone, but just afraid of like getting as chubby again as I was as a teenager. And yeah, having said that, how sh- how should you structure your year? It's really hard to say. Like it depends on, first of all, how okay are you with gaining body fat? How um, structured do you want to go? How much effort? I think it comes down to just how much effort are you willing to still put into your nutrition while gaining? The more effort you put in, the less fat you're probably gaining. Um, but also the more energy like it will take from you, right? The more mental effort it will take. So, um, in my opinion, it's best to spend like have your habits in place, eat healthy, eat your like eat enough. If you're really in a gaining phase and don't mess around with oh my god, did I overeat? Did I not overeat? Just you know have that let go mindset and just focus on prefer- like it's just often a mindset thing, right? So if you overeat on one day, you could have the mindset oh nice, I overate a bit, so I have more energy tomorrow for my training and no problem right but if right. it's like oh shit do i need to have a cut day now and it's like you're just micromanaging like your mindset is too short term and too like focused on the wrong things if your goal is too long term get a better physique
0: yeah let's talk for a second about the whole body fat percentage ranges so um now luckily a lot more people are starting to question the whole 15 percent body fat is the absolute highest that you should ever go and over that you just start gaining more and more fat and Ideally, you would start a gaining phase at eight percent body fat. That was the thing that I was swearing by maybe three years ago. Let's say by now I don't, but for a lot of for a long time it kind of crippled me. Um, what is your experience with that, and what do you now think about the whole body fat percentages? Question.
1: Yeah, body fat percentages is a big topic. We know, like scientifically, that the leaner you are, up to point, the better. Probably your testosterone and some other hormones get but having said that like for example in my experience if I get very lean like 10% 11% um, I think that is fairly lean I know that many people don't think that's very lean Um, if I get that lean I really feel that I get more and more joint problems Mm. so I know many people don't but I get like weirdly beaten up by extra pull-ups I get joint pain where I never get joint pain when I'm at like 14-15% body fat so As a sustainable body fat percentage, I think 14, 15% is really good. And then how far you should go. I think you always have to think of these things like ideal hormonal environments as a continuum, right? So probably it's better to be a bit leaner, but it's not like. Okay. 15%. Now you're at 16, 17. Now you're screwed, right? No, it's probably also a bit an individual thing, like how you store, where you store your body fat. Are you still happy with the way you look? Are you actually performing well? Let's say you're performing really well at 17, 18% body fat and can have productive training for a year there and basically bulk at around this range. It's a lot better than to crap around at 14% or 13%. So what are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah. uh, Actually, first of all, I just want to reflect on what you just said, the the end, that 14, 15 is a really good place to stay for a lot of people actually and it's interesting because now we are both probably at around mm-hmm. that mark like anywhere from 13 to 15 percent body fat and we are both guys who are have a fair amount of years now under our belt uh we have like some genetic strong and weak points i myself am pretty much dead average genetically but now i for example can see though myself that at this body fat percentage i look pretty decent actually. Mm-hmm. And I never would have thought earlier in my training journey that I I could actually look pretty good at this body fat percentage uh, range because the more muscle you have, the better you're gonna look at that point. And you, I mean, from my perspective, you pretty much look perfect at this point. Like uh, maybe you have some days when you think you could be yeah. looking leaner, yeah. but you know, from the outside looking at you, you're pretty much at the perfect balance in terms of size and leanness. Like in a sleeveless shirt or whatever, mm-hmm. like a gym shirt that you're wearing now, like it's as good as it gets for someone who is not a genetic freak but have been built have been training for a while so that is one one thing that i want to pick up on the joints that you mentioned it's really interesting because um i just told you a few days ago that for the past four months i've been bulking and i was doing really high volume training i was pushing prs i got really strong on presses and pulling movements Mm -hmm. and i had basically zero joint pain i had this unfortunate thing with my hip but i don't think that's Mm -hmm. related to much of anything it was just one of those unfortunate Mm -hmm. cases but My shoulders, elbows, these things always flare the fuck up when I go too much on volume, too high high on frequency. And I've been doing full body training every day, basically high volume, like close to 30 sets, Mm -hmm. pretty much zero joint pain. And it could actually be because I actually was a little bit higher in body fat than Mm -hmm. earlier. Like Mm -hmm. when I ran into these joint problems earlier on, of course, you can make an argument that maybe I just wasn't adapted to the high volume and high frequency. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I was always staying at the 10 to 12% body fat Mm -hmm. range and now everything just feels a whole lot better yeah so one last point on the whole uh, how lean you should stay and how far you should go in belly fat it's really interesting that when you're down at a very aesthetic level of leanness when you may be disappearing in clothes and you don't even look like you live but you know in good lighting especially and with your shirt off you look really lean and cut it's really hard to dedicate yourself to the gaining process like it's really you're kind of in this chronic state of being super attached to aesthetics And it's just hard to make the move of, okay, I'm going to eat and I'm going to focus on performance. And once you kind of got over that hump, when you still look good, but you're not, your abs are not the best that they ever looked, it's a little bit easier to let go of the whole aesthetics consideration. And you can actually focus on performance. And you can also just put the whole training and nutrition thing on the back burner a little bit, put it on automatic and also free up some more cognitive resources and focus on other things. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed uh, something like that.
1: Yeah, definitely. The problem is once you got very lean or lean enough so that you can like really see your abs, like you've tasted the gold essentially, and you wanna keep that. Like there is some part of you that wants to keep that because it just really looks impressive. It's something special, not everybody has it. But yeah, for most people it's not a sustainable body fat percentage. Like they could sustain it, but they would definitely not be their well being, their happiness would suffer. And for most people, in my opinion, it's not worth it, right? It's something you have to consider
0: yeah i think maybe a good practical thing on that for guys is you know especially if you're in the beginning of your training journey and you're looking up to these guys that are super aesthetic and lean all the time i mean try it out one time i mean get down to eight percent body fat try to up your calories and try how it is to maintain that for a few weeks and see how you feel and if you're one of those people who feels really really good i mean i had ivan Gavronich on my channel who is staying at like five to six percent body fat and is holding on to it and he finds it really satisfying and feels really really good if you're one of those people You will know and you don't have to second guess yourself in that case because you will see that i like this i can maintain this and my life quality doesn't suffer but if you're someone like me i mean i got down to eight percent body fat as well and everything sucked i'm like my body Mm -hmm. temperature was down like i was cold all the time um i was hungry food focused couldn't sleep well Um, and you know i don't have to second guess myself over that anymore like i know how it feels and i also know how it feels to stay a little bit higher in body fat percentage. So try it out one time. You know, don't just take our word for it and don't let this be something that is just tempting you in the back of your mind all the time. But I guess there has to be that point where self-awareness kicks in and you actually listen to your own biofeedback and how you're actually feeling.